Hi, this is your coach, Joe Lucas, and welcome to another Practice Power blog. You know, I'm sitting here, and uh, it's the middle of November, and we're just ready to start business planning season. You know, for me, business planning season starts around mid-November and, and literally stretches all the way to the end of January. Uh, just a matter of fact, in a few days, uh, and some of you uh, will be traveling down to Orlando, Florida to spend two days with me and working on your 2015 plans. I'm looking forward to uh, hosting you and uh, taking you through a great experience. Now, uh, for everybody else, today what I want to spend some time with you on is to help you make decisions and offer you some guidance on how to create a tremendous business planning process for you so that when you go into 2015, you're you're really positioned to have the, the best year ever as a financial advisor. So let's talk about some of the best practices, if you will, uh, in terms of putting together a plan and a planning process. So uh, first off is you need to set aside time to do your plan. Now, hopefully, and uh, part of what we're doing today also is uh, the uh, 2015 version of our business planning process is now available on uh, practicepower.net in the business planning center. So you log into Practice Power, uh, you go to Dashboard. Business Planning Center, click, and all the modules are there. Uh, we are now, we have eight full modules. We added one, a uh, very important one, and also a review and benchmark. So there's a total of nine different elements uh, to create uh, my planning, my planning process uh, for you. So if you're a member of Practice Tower, you uh, want to go have a look at that, that's great. Uh, it is all set for you. Now, let's talk about some what we call do's and don'ts. So first off, here's what you don't want to do for your planning process. You don't want to sit there and put a bunch of numbers together like maybe you've done in the past, sit in your office, and as an afterthought, go ahead and just kind of put some things down that are very what we call numerically oriented, but there's no juice, there's no passion, there's no you know compellingness to it. And by the way, that's what most business plans are in this industry. Um, our recent study that I came across uh, by, by another organization uh, said about 80% of advisors uh, really don't have a, a thorough, well-written, or meaningful uh, business plan. You know, it's interesting, and this is just my disconnect, I guess, when I look at things. How can you as advisors sit there and ask your clients for their financial goals, what they want to accomplish, their bucket list, all these things that we demand of them, right, to do our jobs, to add as much value as possible, and yet we don't have our own? You know, that's like, uh, that's like the cobbler's kids have no shoes, right? Or you go to a doctor because you want to get healthy, and the doctor walks in, and they're like 400 pounds, they're obese, and, you know, they're at that store. Are you really going to take that person seriously? Or are you really going to be able to sit there and say to yourself, well, this is a person in a position of influence because look at them. If you want all your power as a professional, you've got to have a plan. So mistake number one is doing what you've done in the past and expecting a different result. Uh, number two is to think that business planning is a purely technical process. It is not. Yes, we need numbers, and there are some numerical goals, and we do want to look at things. But it, Pareto's law, right? It's uh, 20% of what it is, not 80%. Uh, the third piece or the third thing you want to avoid is doing business planning in your day-to-day -day environment. You know, even with everything that we have online today at practicepower.net, I still host an annual business planning event in Orlando, Florida. 
Why do I do that? Why do I um, invite my clients and, and members of, of the site to come spend uh, two days with me? Because getting out of your day-to-day environment is critical. So if you're not coming to Orlando, what I recommend you do is to carve out a couple of days, a day or two should suffice, depending on you know if you're going to do our process or do something on your own. You want to do it outside of your normal business. You don't want to do, you want to do it outside of your office. Uh, your office is where things happen. It's your kind of field of play, or maybe some of you look at it as your field of battle, right? But this is not a place where you want to go ahead and and tr- and look to be creative, look to be inspired, look to be so you know happy place. Now I'm going to give you some examples of what you know happy places are. I've got clients that will go down to the local Starbucks uh, a couple hours every day, uh, like between Christmas and New Year's, and, and knock it out. Uh, I've got other clients who will actually uh, do their own kind of personal retreat where they'll go book a hotel for a day or two and go and immerse themselves in a place, maybe even a spa or something like that. Maybe for some of you, you know, there's a, you know, the backyard, your backyard deck works or by a fireplace in your den. The thing is, go somewhere it's comfortable for you where you'll be inspired, where you really won't have uh, disruptions, distractions, uh, where you can go ahead and concentrate. I know a number of you uh, actually go to the local library, put your headsets on, uh, log in the practice power, and you go through the modules. And again, if that serves you, uh, great. Uh, the, probably the most, uh, I guess, unique thing I have, I have, a client, I have a client now I've had for over a decade, and uh, what he does, he flies from uh, JFK uh, to LAX, and then LAX to JFK, literally, like, uh, it's a couple-hour turnaround, and he literally gets his entire plan done there. Uh, what's been interesting is, he, you know, back then when he started, he literally had to take the templates and handwrite everything uh, because, well, back then there was no Wi-Fi, and now today he's able to log in and, and kind of do a lot of work online, which is great. Point being is, that's probably the most extreme example I have for you, but it works for him. And I think that's really the key thing. You've got to find what works for you. All right. What are some of the elements we look for? So I think the first thing you've got to do is ask yourself this question. How often did I look at my current plan, if I even have one? And my belief has always been you want to go ahead and, and look at everything on a daily basis. Now, does that mean you have to read your plan, the entire plan every day? I'm not saying you have to do that. But you should be able to, by far, understand the key elements of it on a daily basis. And if look, and if you're running a team and you're a leader, let me say this very clear to you. Don't expect your team to be fully committed to an outcome when you're not reminding them of what that outcome is. As a CEO, leader of a team, you have an obligation to remind everybody of the vision. And that obviously means what? You've created one and you share it. Every week in your team weekly meeting, you want to spend a little time going over your business plan. It's incredibly important to do so. If you're not doing that, uh, it's easy to kind of forget about things, get lost, get sideways. I guess there's a lot of different terminology we can give it. All right? The other things that are really important, and let me let you in on a little secret, if you will. And for those of you who have done my process, you already know this. When the business that we're in is really kind of an identity of who we are. So you're a financial advisor. You're a CEO of a team. You know, you're a financial planner. It's kind of, the, it's like a doctor. It's the identity that we have. So when you have what we call an identity-based business, 
there's a very little there's a very small narrow line between personal and professional very small boundaries and what most advisors do is they get into their space of I'm going to put my plan together for my business. And the typical advisor will say, well, I want to go grow, I want to go and get this, you know, grow my asset base by this, new households, production, kind of the basic stuff, right? But what you don't take into consideration is what is it that I want to create in the grand scale? And the grand scale is personally and professionally. And for years as a coach, and I'll be the first one to admit this because I'm always learning, uh, for years, you know, early in my career, and I've been doing this now for almost 25 years, is I was very focused on the business, the numbers, the really more importantly, the marketing, right? Let's talk business development because that's what everybody wants to talk about. And what I found was that, you know, you can, ha- you can help an advisor increase their business. And by the way, early in my career, that's what I was noted for. I was the, I was the morning ritual, daily game plan, accountability, goal-setting coach. That's what, you know, that's what I wrote about. That's what I was interviewed about uh, and so on. And over the last decade, as I have evolved as a professional, as a person, because uh, your business is really no different than mine, is I realize that if you just focus on the business, that you only focus on probably maybe half of the half of your reality, maybe even less. So when we start to combine personal life planning and business planning into one piece, that's why when you heard me earlier say, you know, we have eight modules. And some of my guy, oh my gosh, how can you have eight modules? Well, let me kind of give you some of them, right? So we have you create your ideal life and lifestyle, which is incredibly important. So really not so much about the business. Tell me about the overall world you want to create. Because I believe in this industry, you can have it all. You can have economic abundance, time freedom. I've got clients that grow their business by 20, 25% a year, take 16, 18 weeks off a year, and are just killing it, right? So I know you can have it all. So that's one of the modules. One of the other modules, personal development plan. How are we going to make you better? Do we need to make you smarter? Haha, fitter, right? Uh, give you different skill sets? All those things. We work on that, right? Uh, obviously, we have a marketing and business development plan. We have strategic plan, a five-year strategic plan, which is our new module, by the way. Uh, one year, breaking it down, right? Goal setting. All these different elements that we put into this planning process because we don't, because I have found that it's, you cannot create something that's powerful, something that's going to be life and business altering without putting energy and attention into it. And that's why for some of you next week, when you come down to see me, or actually probably this week, because by the time you listen to this, you know, we're going to have literally, probably literally 18 hours of just planning over two days and that's saying a lot right because that's what it takes to create something that's going to be magnificent what most advisors do unfortunately is they look at business planning as a necessary evil now why does that happen well two reasons that i find number one is the past they do, they've done planning and because maybe the firm they're with or they're associated with, it was basically meaningless. It was more important that the, the manager got numbers so they can plug it into their numbers and then give it to the regional person, then we give their numbers to the divisional person, who then give their, you know, you can see where I'm going with this, right? So in other words, and, and look, and I've got clients, and I'll, I, I, you don't ask me who they are because I'll never admit who they are, who tell their managers one number, and we have a totally different number. 
uh, actually a much greater number. But we just don't want to commit to it from a corporate standpoint, right? It happens. So that's the first reason why a lot of advisors don't do planning properly. And the second reason, quite frankly, is maybe at some point they did something that was a little bit more meaningful, but it didn't happen. So in other words, they failed. And so your brain goes, well, wait a sec. You know, we've done these business plans and we don't accomplish. So what happens? And so what people think is, well, it's wrong to do a business plan. Our business plans don't work. And I'm going to say to you, that's not accurate. The right business life plan makes a huge difference, tremendous difference, and then making sure that you have the infrastructure around it, right? Well, you need the, the team, you know, your, your coach, your outside vendors, your assistants, your junior advisors. You've know, you got to have it all together. And by the way, I'll make this statement because I know we're, going, we're running a little long here on this, uh, on this audio today. And I, I, I never forget this, and I don't know if, if Tony Robbins said it or Brian Tracy said it, I, but I never forget um, hearing this. And I, I'm going to give you, the, I'm paraphrasing the quote, but I think it's very important. You know, what I was told was, you know, the current state of your entire world. So, you know, who you are as a person, how you are physically, your economic condition, your business condition, all of it, the current thinking, the current situation is all based on your past psychology. So, your, so paraphrase, your current world is based on your past psychology. So if you want to change the outcomes in 2015, if you want to have that breakout year or that breakthrough year for you, what you have to take a look at is just not more tasking more mechanics you've got to look at your mindset you know I was at a conference uh, not too long ago and I uh, I ran into some of my colleagues right and you know I like talking to other coaches I think it's great because I you know I think as a I think what we do is absolutely mean, meaningful now I have a little different take than uh, than probably a lot of my colleagues out there and uh, you know these coaches are uh, very very successful they were practice management people, but they were practice management people, right? So workflow, book segmentation, technology, again, important stuff. And I never forget we were just kind of talking around, and, and, they, and we were talking about, you know, different approaches to things. And, and I said, well, you know, my approach is practice management is absolutely critical, but without mindset, without motivation, without psychology, right, without the other success skills, they never execute the practice management stuff. And they looked at me like kind of a look, kind of strange looks on their face. And they said, well, no, we expect everybody to come in to our space already motivated. And I sit there going, mm hmm, because that's what practice management people think because they don't want to deal with the other stuff. See, the difference that you have to take a look at is if you're not achieving where you want to be, is it really a system issue? Is it really, you know, I need more strategies? You know, I hear sometimes from people, hey, you know, what's working out there? And I sit there and say, geez, after like almost 25 years, we're still having the same conversations. The same stuff that worked two decades ago, for the most part, still works today, just a different modality. What do I mean by that? Well, two decades ago, what did you do? You got on the phone, you called people, you walked around town, you talked to people, right? What's the key element here? People. Has that really changed? No. The modality has changed. Well, instead of now getting on people on the phone, now we're using social media. 
Now we're using seminars. Now we're doing virtual seminars, right? So our modality of communication has changed or the, or the, the vehicle has changed. The business hasn't. The business hasn't changed at all. Business is all about helping people. Whether that's through technology, through an email, through Skype, through a GoToMeeting, right? Through an online uh, financial planning process. It's all about the same thing, helping people. It's not changed. So keep that in mind. I know I've gone long. I thank you for your patience today. I know it's Monday and we want to get off to a, a great start. And, and so here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Before you get into your business mode for today, make some decisions on how you're going to approach your business planning process for 2015. And if you say, hey, look, I'm not going to worry about it until cause I'm trying to finish out 2014 and I'm going to schedule time between Christmas and New Year's, great. Put in the book. Schedule it. Block it out. Don't wait and then kind of have to feel like you're uh, doing a fire drill to get it done, okay? And for those of you that I'll see uh, in Orlando later on, uh, obviously this upcoming week, Look forward to seeing you. We're going to have some really cool new things that that we'll uh, be working on. And uh, for everybody else, thank you for listening today. And I look forward to uh, being with you again very, very soon.